very warm welcome to all our listeners. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you will enjoy this podcast. Hi Arnav, thank you so much for joining Blitz Business. It's a pleasure to have you. Hi Ashish, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So first thing first, so how did you come up with the name Firebolt Arnav? <laughs> so, okay. In uh, early 2015, um, when I co-founded the brand with my sibling Ayushi, um, you know, the idea was to come out with uh, fitness trackers and sensors to track your daily health and fitness. Uh, I come from a lawn tennis, like I used to play lawn tennis for a very long time, for almost 16 years at international level. And being an athlete, I saw the gap in the market for, um, you know, the athletes to kind of track their health and fitness. We used to use a bunch of sensors, including Garmin, Polar, Sunto and, and whatnot. But, uh, you know, the, the, in, the Indian homegrown segment was completely missing. And that's, the, that's what we wanted to kind of uh, invent and uh, come up with. And the name, earlier the name uh, was, called, was called Bolt. Okay. And Bolt as a name, you know, it, it just sounded uh, something, uh, uh, you know, which is very energetic, full of, uh, you know, full of power. And uh, that's why, you know, we ended up keeping the name Bolt. And, uh, you know, in, in a matter of three, four years, like after, uh, you know, once we launched the brand, uh, you know, we were doing a lot of work across software, hardware, uh, you know, coming up with the fitness trackers and sensors was one. But even on the app side, on the software side, we were innovating a lot. We had an app called uh, Bolt Health, which was a mixture of something like Healthify Me and Goki mixed up and um, uh, then after I think in early 2019 is when we when the brand got rechristened to be called Firebolt the element of fire was added uh, to kind of differentiate us and and also to add that uh, you know power factor even more so that's how the name Firebolt uh, is you know kind of came about and yeah so that's that's the the part so you thought like Bolt, maybe it's just like, okay, we need to more stir up and we like add fire in it, fire bolt. <laughs> That's right. To add fire in the brand, we added fire bolt. And I, I think it's worked really well for us because the kind of products that we're into and, uh, you know, the all the consumers, they, they, they're aspiring to become the best version of themselves with the help of smart watches, whether it's on fitness, lifestyle, fashion. So Firebolt, you know, the combination of fire and bolt, uh, is it just sounded, it just, you know, kind of rang that bell in our minds. And we thought that this is the name that we should, you know, completely go out, go all out with. And uh, that's how it came about. Yeah. Awesome. And, and tell me a little bit Arnav, about yourself. So for example, uh, I mean, we have tons of people, our listeners, you know, people want to start is startup, you know, do business and taking the first step is actually quite difficult, right? That's the biggest step I think I, I feel in the entire journey to make the first move. So as an individual, what has been your, you know, uh, experience? This is what you something really wanted to do from the beginning or it was later in point in your life. You thought, 
hey, this is, uh, you know, I want to do a business. I want to start a startup. How was your, you know, what was that point in time wherein you shifted from the thought process and you were like, hey, now it is the time I need to do something or it was always back, back, sure. uh, back of your mind, you know, you want to do these, this sort of, you know, take entrepreneurship. Sure. So early in my high school days, I always had this entrepreneurial bug in me where I always knew that I'm not, I'm going to be doing something of my own. You know, I want to start something of my own where I can be my own boss and kind of, uh, you know, grow something, make something of value. And uh, so this uh, all started, I think, in early 2012. When uh, I straight out of high school, I decided it was a very bold decision and I decided to join, uh, you know, my family business. At that point in time, my father was, uh, you know, instrumental in bringing Nike in, into the country uh, that, uh, and also a couple of more sports brands like Lotto. And uh, we ended up also, uh, you know, coming out with our own fast fashion lifestyle brand. And uh, so the first four years of my career were uh, completely, you know, uh, into gaining the right experience across different verticals of manufacturing or retail, um, sales, marketing, operations. So the first four years, I would say, went into, you know, learning each and everything, uh, you know, whatever a business needs on the ground. So I like to say that I did my MBA on the job, literally, where I gained that practical experience much more than what I would have learned in college. I ended up, you know, investing that those four years, early four years into uh, learning how businesses work. And uh, then I think in 2015, uh, it was I, I felt that it was about time where uh, I could I could actually come up with uh, an idea, a thought, uh, you know, there was a vision in my head that yes, there is a big market out there, there is uh, a lot of, I would say, you know, interest coming in from uh, the entire, uh, you know, athlete fraternity. And I wanted to invent something uh, for them, you know, so there was a very limited use case. The purpose was to come out with specialized fitness sensors and trackers. We were also into making smart shoes. You know, the, the first how Bolt started was with the idea of embedding sensors in uh, sneakers, in sports shoes. So, you know, uh, that was a thought. And 2015 was the year when uh, all of this came about. So this, I think, was the, the motivation was obviously to, uh, you know, with that, having that four years of experience, I wanted to practically put it into implementation. And uh, that's how we ended up co-founding the brand Bolt. And um, so, yeah, I think the, the motivation for me was there since a very early age that I'm going to be doing something of my own. And that's how this all all of this came together. And how was that experience, Arnav, when you started building uh, the smart, uh, you know, your smartwatch? How was that experience? I, I believe uh, you had to sign up with a yeah. uh, manufacturer in China. So, what if you can share some insights or you know the initial few uh, learnings and experiences? You know, how did you go about, uh, mm. for example, quality control, or how did you go about identifying the right manufacturer? Sure. Uh, you know, covering these couple of points. Sure. Sure. So the, I will not, uh, I will be very honest with you. The experience in the very beginning was the most challenging. 
you know whenever you start a new brand and try to build it up from the bottoms up it it takes a lot of effort and there are there were many challenges and hurdles that we faced along the way um you know like i said initially when we uh, bought the first uh, you know our first product line which was the smart shoes we tied up with garmin garmin is obviously one of the biggest uh, you know brands in the us doing specialized sensors smart watches and what not so the aspiration was that let's tie up with garmin and we 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 partnered with garmin for uh, our first range of products and uh, that experience was was really good it was fun to work with the garmin teams uh, in the us and uh, this was the first of a first of its kind technology to be bought into india uh nike and under armor had experimented something back then but bolt was the only brand into smart shoes we got a very good start in terms of marketing uh, and uh, you know the feedback the early traction that we got but uh, the sales did not pick up the reason for that is that you know we made a lot of mistakes on the way uh our quality while the quality while we tried our best to you know do the best quality control the products uh, faced a lot of issues there were in you know uh, connectivity issues or integration issues so those are some of the learnings that we we uh, we i think today those learnings are what are helping us uh, become who we are today you know in terms of if you don't make mistakes you don't really get to learn from that experience so the first uh, first two years from 2015 to two, till 2017 you know we we made a lot of mistakes whether it's on the hardware uh, products or the software side you know we were developing a very big app a platform with ai machine learning so even the development of the app in itself was a big task it was a big challenge uh, we were we got um, you know delayed uh, in terms of our go to market and the first 3 to 4 years were very very challenging and uh, at 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 certain points in time i i used to feel that you know uh, um, that i used to feel like giving up because it was very hard to uh, you know build a brand and uh, especially in a market like india where it's a very price conscious market um uh, you know the the youth of the india you know they are very budget conscious so you have to make sure that your products are not very uh, you know highly priced they're in the budget segment at the same time you have to give them the quality that people can depend on right so uh that's how you know in the in the i like to tell everyone that you know what you see today what firebolt is today is uh, has become in the last 2 years is not only the last 2 years but it's the it's actually the you know starting from 2015 so the first 5 years of the brand nobody knows about that nobody knows what kind of challenges the founders faced the teams faced and you know how the brand uh, came about to become what it is today so yeah i think the first 4 5 years were very hard but then basis that the kind of experience uh, we we gained uh is why we are able to sustain and build the kind of a brand we have today yeah so how how does someone go on from giving up to becoming a number one brand in smartwatch category what's the magic formula how does someone do that <laughs> the magic formula is uh, know what you're doing so i'll i'll tell you very clearly that we are the only brand in india uh in in smart watches where we know the product inside out 
okay this is not just a trading business for us but uh, since you know we we were into this category since a very long time we've developed our own uh, watches we've developed our own trackers we've literally developed the our own algorithms to track each and everything whether it's your steps your heart rate spo2 uh and getting the right accuracy uh you know across all of these uh th- metrics and uh, so the today you know in firebolt the strength our strength and why we've been able to you know make firebolt india's number one smartwatch brand in less than 18 months the reason behind that is that uh you know we are very very strong on our product skills uh all the firebolt watches that come today come with the firebolt os the operating system uh we also have our own apps we have uh, a very strong r&d and engineering team based out of india and china and because of that we have an upper hand we have an edge over any other brand out there while other brands might just be trading uh you know getting products importing them and selling but in our case we are literally developing the products from scratch and when you have that kind of a know how uh you will always be superior in terms of your cost you will be superior in terms of the quality and uh, that's what the customer is looking for you know when they when they're spending let's say 3000 4000 5000 rupees on a product they expect the right quality they expect the right experience with the product or the brand and that's what you know in firebolt we've been able to give to our consumers uh, is the right experience and obviously not to discount you know our uh, the entire team at firebolt uh, you know comes with a great experience uh, whether it's on in the online sales or the offline channels uh, we, firebolt as a brand is incubated by savix technologies uh, which is a 3 billion dollar company and um, they have a very wide network of uh, channel distribution so we were lucky enough fortunate to be uh, you know incubated by savix and th- that's how we were able to ride on the network in the offline distributions and uh, within online you know we are the number one brand on amazon today flipkart mintra you name it and uh, so the right experience the you know the having that expertise in sales marketing also manufacturing retail all of these elements helped us to to put you know that entire 5 years of experience which we had we went all out we put in our heart and soul in the last 18 months and that's why you know we've been able to become the number one brand so there is no there is no secret sauce there is no magic wand it is all a function of working very very hard on the product line uh, identifying the right gaps uh also i think it's it's worthwhile to mention that uh, you know firebolt as a brand uh, in the last 18 months whatever categories we have launched have been industry first we launched the first watch with spo2 in- inbuilt we launched the first uh, amoled uh, series of watches you know amoled is basically where your uh, display is very superior and uh, earlier the watches uh, which used to come with amoled used to be 10000 and above we were the only brand which which started with this category and we launched uh, you know a, a range of amoled smart watches under 5k and that was a turning point for the brand similarly uh, we were the first brand that launched bluetooth calling watches in india 
and uh, again bluetooth calling uh, earlier you could only find that in apple watches or samsung watches but the the budget segment did not have that offering and uh, that's that's how in 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 about 6 months when we launched our range of bluetooth calling watches it became a viral uh, you know it it spread like wildfire where uh, you know today if you go into the market the first question people ask is that does the watch have bluetooth calling and firebolt being the only brand in that segment having a 90% share of voice in the market uh, that that really helped us climb up the ladder and outbeat brands which had which were there in this uh, in this space since more than 5 years you know so that's how an underdog brand kind of outbeated all the other brands out there because of the right product the right product mix and the the also i think the marketing the way in which we've been able to build up the brand gain the credibility uh, it was the right decision to uh, you know since india is a celebrity driven market as well we we it was a conscious call to bring on board uh, you know vicky koshal and virat kohli uh, it's been about a year since we've been working with them and they've really helped us build up the brand credibility and uh, and obviously there are m- many more things we've done in marketing but these are some of the core pillars that have helped us build the brand to what it is today yeah so that's really awesome arnav and you touched upon so there are a couple of questions which are now coming to my mind but first i'll pick up from the last thread on marketing so you mentioned right having virat kohli with the portfolio your uh, campaign so there was i think you must have definitely seen it was all over at least my social media on linkedin and a couple of places where uh, i think it, it was the heart rate or the heartbeat in the ad which was compared against by some other brand also came up with a different ad so how do you deal with the, these sort of scenarios or is or these sort of things actually help a brand you know to further uh, promote it or it was intentional <laughs> i would like to only comment and say that our marketing teams ended up getting a big raise after that campaign <laughs> cuz uh, you know the the entire advertisement that we did all the all the data mentioned in that ad were completely true okay and the, all the facts mentioned were completely true only the watch face was a hypothetical representation and it was sort of a you can say i don't want to say intentional but it was somewhat a strategy to kind of grab the the attention of the users and uh, it ended up blowing up much more than what we had expected and it worked well in our favor so i i don't want to comment anything more than that Well, definitely, definitely, it worked wonders for sure. So now coming back, so let's let's, yeah. let's try to understand your supply chain. So so starting with so what I can understand is as a brand, uh, you guys have been the reason for being uh, maintaining or coming into the leadership position is basically a couple of fold. The first is uh, launching products um, with features which the market needed and being the first one in it. so and you know uh, uh, working on the hardware and the on the software front so my first point is how does it work for example uh, which is the most difficult thing uh, hardware piece or the software piece i think both are extremely uh, challenging you have to understand that today like a smartwatch is as complex as a smartphone why because you know uh, the smartwatch has a display it has a chipset 
it has um, you know a PCB. Uh, it has an operating system. Uh, unlike some of the other uh, you know consumer tech products like for example the True Wireless earbuds or the neckbands or any other products in the audio category, uh, the composition of a smartwatch is is very complex. So I would say yes, the hardware front is more challenging in terms of getting the right quality of, you know, building the right quality of products uh, and having your own layer of the OS, which is extremely crucial. And not to discount, I think in India currently, you know, uh, uh, before, uh, until now, you know, the infrastructure wasn't there to, you know, it wasn't there well enough to support the the you know the building up of a smartwatch uh, uh, per se um, and I think that's been the most challenging part where you know identifying the right partners overseas whether it's in Vietnam China since they're obviously much more advanced in the technology even while while India has in the last five years uh, you know India has gained a lot of momentum in terms of smartphone manufacturing but still you know some of the technology pieces like the display or the chipset is still not indigenized in india that's all that's all uh, it all comes from china or other countries um so i think the hardware piece is something that we are still trying to uh, indigenize as much as possible in the next few months I'm very proud to tell you that uh, Firebolt will be a complete Make in India brand. Uh, we're trying to at least indigenize about 70% of our entire portfolio, which will be completely made in India. We're working with some, with the topmost factories, the topmost uh, EMS partners out of India. Uh, at this point in time, I can't disclose the names, but they're, they're the biggest in India when it comes to EMS. And we've, we've sort of, uh, you know, done... Uh, you know, a partnership with them. And we are very, uh, you know, very bullish on, on the Make in India program. Uh, also, the applications, uh, it's it's uh, not only making an app, but it's building an experience whenever you talk about an app. Uh, our, you know, it's a very proud thing for us when we tell people that our app, which is, uh, which is called Bolt Play, is not just a health and fitness app uh, to track your, uh, you know, data from the watch but it's actually uh, you know the experience is much more than that we are trying to build a long-term value with our customers and uh, the the app essentially rewards people for the steps they take or for the fitness they do and we're rewarding people uh, with uh, a lot of exciting uh, merchandise in the shop so essentially, if you're taking 10,000 steps a day for 30 days, you could win yourself a free smartwatch in the app. Um, similarly, you know, we, we tied up with some of the biggest content aggregators in India, uh, such as Spotify, uh, Z5, um, and uh, Ghana, and uh, Geo Savan. All of these content, all of this content from these, uh, you know, uh, players is, is seamlessly available in our app. Even if you're using any of the Firebolt audio devices, like the earbuds or anything, you can listen to music, watch movies, uh, and you earn Bolt coins. And these these Bolt coins can then be used to shop in our uh, you know in-app store, where there are many brands and many offers running from time to time. So it's a very engaging model. It's it's sort of gamified to a different level where uh, you know you're encouraged to do to to perform activities in the app. 
and uh, win yourself free stuff you know so that's how this was uh, you know sort of a twist that we wanted to give rather than only the you know only pure play tracking your steps and your sleep all of that we wanted to make it much more fun and exciting you know to uh, when you're embarking on a health and fitness journey it's not only about your health but it's about how you approach improving your health and uh, so the software part was also something that we really it took us 2 years to develop uh, you know the entire app and the platform there was a lot of you know thought that went into it in in terms of how we make it much more exciting and so i think both the pieces put together the hardware and the software i would say uh, they're equally challenging uh, especially in a product like a smartwatch which is as complex as a smartphone today and uh, so yeah that's how we see it so software is a completely uh, you know uh, different beast altogether uh, so, uh, so do you have an in house team which is making the entire os apps and everything or anything is outsourced so it's a mixture of both uh, we have our uh, in house teams for everything uh, the app is completely uh, controlled and developed in house the hardware bit uh, you know the designing of the the 3d designs of the uh, of any new product we launch is developed in house uh, we have very strong r&d and engineering teams which ensure the right sort of the the right os goes into the watch the right features um, you know the right quality control so across uh, engineering and qc we have our in house teams however the manufacturing of the smart watches currently was happening out of china where we have uh, very selective and the biggest odm partners that firebolt has been working with and these are the same partners which have been doing the manufacturing for products like the apple watch and and, and what not so in 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 that context it was a mixed like when we talk about hardware it was a mixture of both in house and outsourced outsourced manufacturing but in house designing per se got it. and so what is now now coming in terms of what is the next you know 3 4 5 years you are looking at so how are you planning to expand do you have do you plan to raise uh, capital or have you already um, raised some capital previously what are your plans sure so till now the company has been bootstrapped completely and um, again it's a proud thing where uh, you know in a world of funded startups firebolt being a bootstrap brand has reached this far um we are very healthy and positive on our bottom line so we are continuously reinvesting into the business and that's why we feel that we don't need investor money right now because the brand is sort of self sustaining and and scaling and growing on its own um maybe at some point in time after a few years if we have to really go to the next level we might look at some external uh, funding um you know when we have to do some out of proportion spends on marketing or let's say we have to put up any manufacturing facilities we might need to get in some external investors on board having said that at the current scale we are to grow and um you know to grow for the next 2 to 3 years we don't see that we don't see it as a challenge we are very positive in terms of you know uh, today currently uh, you know the last year we exited at about 500 crores this year the target is to cross 2000 crores and um, 
at this kind of a scale, uh, you know, our our own, um, you know, the profitability in the company is good enough to fuel the growth of the brand to the next level. And in terms of what all areas we see ourselves growing in, uh, I think the next the next milestone for us is to go, is to actually venture out of India and to capture so. In less than 18 months, if we could become the number one brand in India and number four globally, the next milestone is to become the number one brand globally. You know, so that is a big, big milestone that we want to hit. And we don't see that, uh, you know, too far away. Maybe hopefully in the next uh, two years, we can possibly reach that milestone where, uh, you know, being a homegrown India Indian brand, if you're able to become the number one globally, there is nothing bigger than that for us. And that's what the entire energy, uh, you know, is going into the building the right products for that, uh, you know, not only selling in India, but selling globally across all geographies, all countries. And we are very soon going to be expanding internationally. Um, that's, that's one area. Second is obviously expanding into more categories. Um, which are closely related to consumer tech. So uh, venturing into other categories like audio, uh, even apart from audio, any other exciting categories that come our way, we are open to the idea of uh, you know exploring new categories. And uh, also not to mention, we, we, we might look at expanding big time into retail where uh, we aspire to have our own EBOs and um, you know, that, that, the kind of experience that we can deliver from exclusive outlets will be unparalleled because, uh, you know, a customer walking into the store and experiencing the brand, uh, you know, inside out uh, is, is sort of, it's mouth watering for us. So I think these are some of the areas that we look at, you know, uh, where we can expand very quickly and uh, take the brand to the next level. So that's very refreshing to see Arnav, uh, a founder saying we don't need capital as of now in today's time. Uh, so um, the sort of next question that comes to my mind is, uh, you must have gotten some interest from the VC community. They must be calling you, dropping emails, no? <laughs> <laughs> no I, I think in the last six months, we've been flooded with inquiries and with a lot of interest coming in with from all all sorts of investors whether it's the big funds or some of the angel investors, et cetera, et cetera. But like I said, you know, the we don't want to just get external investors. Probably at some point in time when we feel the need, we might look at getting external investors, but only who have the right vision. That right vision of the investor is, will be very crucial for us because, um, you know, that operational freedom to run the brand the way you want to is more important to us than money. And... Um, but I won't lie to you. Yes, there are many, many discussions that, uh, you know, that have happened in the last six months. And every day, you know, we, we see that new investors are wanting to come and understand the business and, you know, kind of uh, take, a, take a piece of the pie. But right now, like I said, it was a conscious decision uh, internally that we don't want to uh, dilute the brand at this point in time. And we, want, we are very positive on our bottom line and we're able to reinvest into the business and nothing better than that. So, yeah. Sure, sure. So, uh, then uh, sort of uh, moving on. So, what do you see are the biggest top three challenges in your business inherently? I mean, every business has different challenges from 
hiring to building the product but from your perspective what are the top 3 4 challenges if you can help us understand uh, in this sort of business sure so i think uh, while firebolt has become india's number one brand but uh, in terms of the awareness we are still we have we still have a long way to go you know re, the india as a country is uh, so diverse where you know if you go to a city like tamil nadu versus kerala versus uh, you know any city in the north the, the dynamics completely change you know the, like we like to say that each and every state is a country in itself you know south is a country north is a country like so many other you know apna places and uh, now it's extremely important for us to go at the grassroots level you know not only sit in you know build an online business but we want we aspire to be uh, you know a brand which is present in every each and every household and to achieve that to get that kind of a brand recall which some of the traditional brands have built over the last decades you know we are trying to do that in less than 5 years and uh, that is the most challenging part where coming from nowhere you know being an underdog um, you know we are able to the reason why we we've been able to do this is because of the product but to sustain it it needs to be more than that it needs to be a function of the right marketing the right uh, you know brand building which will which is obviously then going to sustain us for the many many years to come and so the first challenge is building the right brand recall okay and that's uh, it's not an overnight play it's 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 a more long term play that matters where you're 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 very conscious about the kind of products that you're launching you're very conscious about the kind of marketing that you're investing in uh it's very important to maintain those right price points not discount uh your products to a level where the brand loses its value so i think the first challenge i would like to say is yes building the right brand recall uh for long term number one number two is being disruptive why why firebolt has reached here is because we've disrupted the market to be honest with you products that were selling for for 10000 rupees we offered them for 5000 rupees you know and and this is just one example this is applicable across price points this is applicable across features uh, disruption is the key we are living in a world where uh, every day we are looking at new disruptions happening across industries across categories and uh, today if firebolt has done uh, you know has disrupted the market tomorrow there could be another another brand another firebolt in the making that could disrupt us so it's extremely important to stay agile to know your surroundings to know what kind of a you know uh, environment and industry you're working in and to to be agile enough to remain on the top you know keep innovating as much as possible uh, you know whenever we 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 sit with our product teams to make the calendar we try and uh, you know the are there are two two criterias one is obviously the price point second is the features and and on both the fronts we look at how do we disrupt and this is across every product that we launch we try and disrupt right so uh, i can't stress enough on this it's very important for brands like us which are at this scale and at this stage to not become complacent you know to not become lazy when they've reached the top and then sort of you start to fade out so it's very important for us to have that right product strategy happening every day and that 
is the second challenge i see to sustain in this kind of a market and to sustain your position you have to keep on innovating and disrupting uh, the market with the products number 2 number 3 challenge number 3 i would say the challenge now is uh, you know the smart watches market is becoming more and more commoditized by the day you know uh, because the market is growing exponentially uh, there are many more brands many more players entering into the space and uh, when that happens when you see in any industry booming and kind of exploding you will see a surge of brands coming into it and kind of commoditizing that product which was you know the a product like a smart watch which was a which was sort of a um, you know a, a product that was difficult to master earlier will now start to, will now start to become more and more commoditized as time passes by and uh, the and the biggest challenge which this uh, presents is the cost you know the cost of at which you're making a product you cannot be uncompetitive if someone else is able to bring the same product at 500 bucks cheaper you somewhat start losing your market share so it's important for us now to really um, you know that's why in the beginning of this uh, you know session i i spoke a lot about uh, innovating products in house and made in india because that will essentially give us an edge over any other brand out there if we are able to make a product from scratch from the strap to the display to the chipsets to the os to the app all from bottoms up then we know that we are we can never go wrong you know that product can never go wrong because there is no dependency on anyone else and uh, that is what we are working towards now the, the goal is that in the next 6 months to a year we are completely self sufficient in terms of designing developing manufacturing uh, the product end to end and that experience of manufacturing to retail if you are able to manufacture a watch on our own and sell it in our own exclusive outlet that journey direct to you know from manufacturing to retail is something where the margins are going to be extremely high the experience will be much better for the consumers and uh, that will be like a win win for us so the number like the third challenge i would like to say is being cost competitive and uh self sufficient in your own space you know you can't today the biggest threat for us is china you know because there are so many technology pieces that you really can't do away with uh, you know and then you can't really uh, not depend on countries like china because uh, they are much more advanced at this point in time but hopefully india is catching up and in the next few years we'll be you know as an industry will be completely self sufficient to make 100% in india Definitely. so yeah top of the mind three challenges that i see are uh, in front of us right uh, no i think summarized well in terms of you know uh, brand recall value pricing uh, having you know the innovative features and one interesting point you touched upon is to control the entire from manufacturing to retail experience so let's say um, yeah. um, a hypothetical scenario or scenario which is possible in near future also so assuming uh, you are able to achieve um, all these runs from manufacturing to retail what is the lowest price point you can further go down so there is no end to how low you can go in terms of you know if you start playing around with the quality of the product but as a brand we don't want to go below the price point of let's say 1500 rupees at least consciously that's what we've decided till now that we want to maintain the price point of 
rupees 1500 as a starting point for our portfolio for the basic smartwatches and then as you go up it becomes more premium um and that experience of you know manufacturing to retail sort of gives us additional buffer i'll give you an example uh, none of the retail brands today you know and and you can literally i we can argue and debate about this all day i have so many examples but i know for a fact that retail as a model is extremely difficult you as you have to make a conscious call how much money you want to burn in a retail venture because for the first few years retail will never make you money it will it's it's only going to be marketing and it's going to be brand building so when you when you when you start opening exclusive stores in you know the rentals are high the opex is high the capex is high so you know put together uh, you know a retail model only become successful if you have high margins you know if for example if i if we open a firebolt exclusive store in let's say lajpat nagar high street you know there could be smaller watch dealers sitting in our neighborhood which will be you know do which will have a customer base they'll be they'll, they'll probably be working on lower rentals lower costs and they they'll end up becoming more profitable than us being a brand we will like to uh, you know make sure that the 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 vm the virtual visual merchandising etc is on point the staff is extremely trained and well educated qualified etc and that kind of adds on to the cost pillars and uh, so i think what i'm trying to tell you is that the retail side uh, you know is is not profitable for only retailers but the moment you add the manufacturing margin to it you can probably uh, you know probably safeguard yourself from the from the losses you know so i think that is the edge which the brand brings to the table being you know manufacturing on our own and then retailing it on our own will give us that additional buffer of margins where we can sustain a retail model and that's the vision now the vision is to uh, the mission and the vision both is to open uh, you know let's say 300 stores in the next one year and to do that you know the model needs to be whether it's company owned company operated or company owned franchisee operated the model needs to be uh, you know unit economics positive and that's what we're working towards so that and, and i think it's unbeatable if you're able to do that if you're able to manufacture and retail on your own you're able to cut the layers of you know let's say the online channels or cut the layers of the distribution margins the retailer margins and kind of have that margin to yourself you can uh you know eventually you know maybe in the in the next 2 years looking at uh becoming unit economics positive where you can sustain and scale the retail model itself yeah awesome awesome that's great anna uh, so uh, last couple of questions uh, so uh, as an individual what do you enjoy most doing uh, within the organization <laughs> okay so i think uh, my passion um, is health and fitness i am i'm a fitness freak i like to uh, you know uh, till the time i go for a run in the morning uh, i don't feel on top of my work and that you know we've sort of tried to make that as a culture in the organization where our uh, you know whenever we're doing an interview this is sort of a criteria in our uh, you know questions where uh, someone needs to be enthusiastic about fitness since we're in that category in that uh, space where we're making wearable technology for uh, people who want to become fitter you know as a culture we've tried to imbibe that 
in our organization and uh, i like to you know continuously uh, challenge people and and um, you know encourage people to do more and more we have a gym in our office complex where every day in the evening our teams go and we're you know working out we're learning you know we're testing our own products and that is something that gives us a kick every day and other than that you know uh, i still play lawn tennis on weekends unfortunately i don't get the time to play it every day but i still try my my best to you know uh, play with my friends on on weekends and uh, you know running is is a passion yoga um, i love doing yoga every now and then so i think all of these things uh, really excite me and give me the motivation to work more and more every day yeah that's what it is awesome and so uh, looking back arnav now um, uh, over the last 4 5 years which you have been running and from your experience basically what is that one thing you know um, if you can go back in time you would have done differently nothing here i i don't think i would have done anything differently um i'm proud of every mistake i've made because without the mistakes without the uh you know hurdles you won't really get to learn and i'll be honest with you uh, ashish if if it wasn't for the mistakes i've made in my life i wouldn't be we wouldn't be uh, you know here today uh, it's only with those you know hard hitting slaps that you get on your face when you make a mistake is when you really learn and that that learning is priceless it's it's it's, it's literally invaluable in terms of uh you know i would any day choose failure over success because with that failure you can do so much more to become successful and that is what people don't realize people think that it's 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 very bad to lose it's very uh, you know it's extremely important to win all the time that's not the case guys it's important to make mistakes and to to learn from those mistakes and and i think that's what one message i would like to pass on to all the listeners is that don't be afraid to make mistakes make as many mistakes as you want but learn from them and don't repeat that again that's what will make you successful in life awesome thanks a ton arnav for your time and being so candid and sharing your experience and, and i really hope remain in the number one position and scale globally and make india proud for sure it was my pleasure to be here and i look forward to many more such dis- you know discussions candid uh, talks in the in the future as well so thank thank you so much for having me it was it was my pleasure to be here